praise the Lord. I want to welcome you this uh, day to relationship talk with our uh, developer praise. An uh, in introduction, if you must know, especially for those who are who are listening to this, when uh, we are listening to, to to my talk on my podcast. Or maybe you are listening to it through the social media platform, either Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Uh, God has given us the mandate to mend broken fences. God has given us the mandate to mend broken homes. God has equipped us to fix broken homes. One of my cry these past few years is about family, the importance of family, that God is interested in family. If the family is broken, they affect the total uh, community and society as a whole. And one of my cry these past few years is about uh, our marriages is always on the attack. And these days people are giving up so easily on, on their marriage and it's not supposed to be you know I have I, I, I for instance I have my own share uh, when it comes to marriage I have struggles I have a lot and, and because that's because uh, marriages involve two imperfect people and there's no perfect marriage there's a lot of things that goes on in marriage but because we are equipped by God because we are trained by God and because we are mandated by God God uh, gave, gave us one or two insights on what marriage is all about so I've been doing this for a couple of years now I know but it's so alarming and unfortunately to get worse because many even Christians uh, don't look beyond, don't learn to look beyond their spouse and focus on the person that originates marriage. So whether you need to figure out how to fix a broken marriage or simply wants to strengthen a good marriage you have, you have already, my prayer is what I'm about to share with you on fixing your marriage. You will learn one or two things to get better. I know I keep encouraging people who are clamoring for, I want to divorce this man, I want to divorce this woman. Um, if it's not for selfish acts, yes, there's a lot of things I can begin to talk about so that I offer a balance. Domestic abuse, whatever abuse that I can mention. Um, but if you're not selfish, you know that you also have a part to play. And what is happening in your marriage. So how to fix a broken marriage in God's way. How to fix a uh, broken marriage in God's way. You know, I, let me talk about your husbands this time around. I understand that you as a wife, number one, um, you can't fix a broken marriage. Sorry, you can fix a broken marriage, but you can't fix him. I'm speaking to the woman now. You can't, you can't fix a broken marriage, but you cannot fix your husband. It is not your responsibility. 
Yes, I know you are closer to uh, to him than anyone. He is closer to you. This means you can see all his flaws. But this does not mean that it's your job to fix those things, those flaws, those things that you are complaining about. A change in behavior must come through a change of heart, and that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, specifically, I'm talking to Christians. So if your marriage needs fixing, you as a woman, it is not your responsibility to fix it. You can't fix a broken marriage. You can't fix your husband. When I say you can't, it's not a responsibility, it's the responsibility of God. You can pray for your husband, you can encourage your husband, you can build your husband up, but you can't change him or make him to do anything he does not want to do. Now, let me make you understand this by stating it clearly. I remember the story of somebody, she said, said, when I was wondering how to save my marriage, I realized, I realized quickly that nagging doesn't work. And of course, you know, most women, if not all women, nag. But you can either figure out how to fix a marriage. Take the steps needed and fix your own attitude. But you can't fix your husband. I'm saying there frantically because I see these days, you know, because you are so close to your husband, you see his flaws and then you want to use it against him. Recently, I had a family member, I don't want to mention, the wife was bold enough to begin to say certain things that the husband has done. And I was telling people, now this is not right. Yes, you have issues with your husband. That doesn't mean you now involve third party to begin to expose the flaws of your husband. So you can't fix your husband. You can't fix your marriage when you depend on the Holy Spirit. Now somebody says, while working on how to save my marriage, how to see the good in my husband, love him for who he is, and let the Holy Spirit deal with the rest. And that's why I said something, if you remember, what can you do to fix your marriage? You can pray for your husband. You can encourage your husband. You can build your husband up, or you can't change him or make him to do anything he does not want to do. Now, uh, I always tell people bluntly, what I'm saying, if you are married the wrong person, when it's the wrong person, you are bold enough as a child of God to go and marry an unbeliever. You don't marry, don't marry. As you're already married. This is not the time to say you married the wrong person. This is not the time to say I made a mistake. This is not time for you to remember, remember, remember the discourse says on equally yoke with unbelievers. You are the one that got married. So how do you fix your marriage? I'm speaking on behalf of the, your husband. Number two, I said number one, you can fix your marriage, but you can't fix him. You can't fix your husband. You can't fix a broken marriage, but you can't fix him. It's not a responsibility to fix your husband, it's the responsibility of God. You can't change him, it's the responsibility of God. Number two, your husband's anger isn't always about you. Sometimes we forget this, most women forget this. Why it is very tempting to feel wounded 
and uh, it is personal when your husband is angry or in a bad mood. Now, I want you to understand your husband's anger may not be about you at all. Sometimes, uh, I as a man, I always remember, remember my wife, if I'm angry, I can't be angry to the, to the extent whereby I transfer, uh, make you feel, you know, transfer my annoyance, my aggression on you. And sometimes, you know, you, you as a woman, you need to understand your husband will simply take his frustration out on the wife, sometimes because she's there and he feels safe doing so. So, so most times, because the way we think as men is not the way you think, even though it's not an excuse. So whether it is, this is right or wrong, we all do it sometimes. So that I say sometimes. Sometimes the anger is not about you. Most of the time, the anger is about what is happening in the guy's head. What he wants to accomplish, his purpose. Maybe sometimes he doesn't have money in his hand. So it is very freeing to realize it can be in a bad mood. It doesn't have to be your fault or your responsibilities. I've seen women see their husband in a bad mood and they're blaming themselves. Maybe because they don't have a fruit of the womb, they have children and all that and all that. And they, they also now enter the bad mood and then at the end of the day, the man who is trying to struggle with certain things come out of the bad mood and is wondering why, why is this woman in a bad mood? A woman wrote, say, I used to get very hot and wounded when my husband would get angry. Now she said, now I'm able to let him spout off and get it out of his system when he needs to without getting personally offended. I remember when one of my family you know, offended me, I called my wife on the phone. I was telling her, sis, sis. and then she was not saying, I don't know, come. I am the one that is offended. I'm the one that is angry. I just need to talk to somebody. And I do that often because I don't like boxing anger within. I don't like it get to the extent whereby I'm furious and that's the senior brother of anger. So the good news is if he's talking, you at least know what is going on. I know some husbands don't talk, and that's, that's, that's bad. So he's sharing what is going on in his emotion, and he's being open enough to let you know what is going through. So if you are wanting to know, you want to know how to save your marriage, do your best to ignore the anger and listen to what he's really saying. What's really going on? What is, the, what is he really angry about? So it's not about you. The anger is not about you. Something has triggered the anger. So when he's talking to you, when it's a bad mood, find out what that is. How do you fix a broken marriage? Speaking to the woman, I said number one, You can't fix a broken you can't fix a broken marriage, but you can't fix your husband. You can't fix him. It's not your job. It's the responsibility of God walking through the Holy Spirit. Number two, your husband's anger isn't about you. It's never about you. Most of the time it's never about you. Number three, you have to own up to your part in the problem. I said from the beginning, if you listen to me, I said marriage is two imperfect people coming together to make a perfect home. 
and then there's no marriage that is void of problems. There's no marriage that is void of issues. There's no marriage that is void, void of the challenges. So number three, you have to own up to your path in the problem. Now that being said, sometimes it is about you. Maybe there are things you are doing that contribute to the situation and make it work. And you cannot fix a broken marriage unless you are willing to take responsibility for your half. In every quarrel, in every problem, in every challenges, both parties involved <clears throat> are guilty. So in learning how to fix a failing marriage, you must be willing to ask the Lord to show you the areas in your life that are not what they should be and be brave enough to make the necessary changes. Let me repeat again. In learning how to fix a failing marriage, you must be willing to ask the Lord, ask God to show you which area, what am I doing wrong? What, is, what are those things in my life that should not be that is there? And then be brave enough and then be truthful enough to make the necessary changes. All our motives are not always pure as we want to think they are. You as the man, you as the woman in marriage, it's all not always pure. And we all have plenty of room for improvements. You know, recently I told somebody, thank God you met me now. Thank God you met me now. There was a time in my life um, I wasn't like this, but I've gotten better. That being said, ask yourself, how am I adding to the situation? Are there things I am doing or failing to do? Am I setting my husband up for success? Do I give him the benefit of doubt and turn the other cheek? Do I always respond in love and grace? You want to fix your marriage? Don't forget, you have to own up to your part in the marriage. And you owning up to your part in the problem. Ask yourself, how am I adding to the situation? Are there things I am willing, I am doing or failing to do? Am I setting my husband up for success or for failure? Do I give him benefit of doubt and turn the other cheek? Do I always respond in love and grace or the other way around? Now, understand it doesn't matter if your husband is a jerk, he's a bad guy, or the sweetest man alive. But when you are faced with, the, with needing to know how to save your marriage, we need to understand that we always and always responsible for our responses, no matter the circumstances. So it is not your husband's job to make you happy. That I have always been telling people. You know, these days I see single, singles have this mindset. They are, they are preparing to go into marriage. They are already cutting and believing that uh, uh, the other, the other guy or the other girl will perfect them, make them perfect, will make them happy. That's a lie. If you are not happy, 
as a single person, you can never be happy as a married person. So it's not the responsibility of your husband's or his job to make you happy. You must hold up to your own part of the situation as well. Own up. Now this uh, part is so important. Don't forget what I'm sharing with you is how to fix your marriage. And I'm speaking specifically to women. And I'm sure if you do vice, and, uh, no, vice versa, you know that I'm also speaking to a husband. I said how to fix your marriage, number one, you must put in consideration that you can fix a broken marriage, but you can't fix anybody. It's not your responsibility, let me put this way, it's not your responsibility to fix your husband, your responsibility to fix your wife. It's God's responsibility. Your, number two, your husband's anger isn't about you. It's not always about you. There are things that is bothering, that is that like he is battling with, and he needs to deal with it. And the only thing, the only way some, not all, deal with it, is they need to talk, express themselves. Number three, you have to own up to your part in the problem. Don't forget, marriage is two people, imperfect people coming together to become perfect. So there's no how there will be issues. But when there are issues, own up. I am wrong. I didn't do it. No, no. respond. Ask yourself questions. Am I hiding? Am I helping out or am I putting you know, um, uh, uh, fuel into the fire? Number four, understand divorce isn't the only way when asking how to fix a broken marriage. Yes, this is 21st century that people now are clamoring for divorce, every small thing, I want to go my separate ways and God says, emphatically in this world, I hate divorce. So please take this the right way. When there are definitely times when divorce is okay or even necessary, divorce is not the only option. Divorce is not the only option. And sometimes God may be calling you to enjoy a rough season so that you can reap the reward later. You know, one of the words that I use for married people these days is be deliberate about your marriage, invest. And whether you like it or not, when you get married, you know, marriage, marriage also is in season, it's in phases. There is no how you go through tough time, rough time. There is no how. Yes, I'm sure that I think, okay, maybe money, money issue. Sometimes it's not even money issue. Sometimes it's sickness. Sometimes your expectation about children. Sometimes your expectation about in-laws. And there's so many things, and then it becomes hard. So God may be calling you to enjoy a rough season so that you can reap the reward later. That's how, you know, funny enough it was for me. So it is important. I'm sure, yes, there are good reasons to walk away. And you may be even justified in doing so. But don't forget God's word. Don't forget God's plan for you and for your marriage. So be determined in your heart that if your marriage failed, it will be because my husband walked away. Not me. Speaking to the woman. So divorce is not an option. As a matter of fact, 
like I said, I can't begin to uh, balance, start to balance things up. These days, now people are lazy, lazy to invest in their marriage to any small thing, any small issues that they say, I'm getting out of this marriage, I'm tired of this marriage. No, that is not the way it is. And as a matter of fact, I always tell people, the only reason why you must divorce your husband or your wife is about um, adultery. And adultery that we're talking about, God expects us to forgive. Yes, it's not easy. Forgive. Yes, I know there's domestic violence. I know there's verbal, verbal abuse and the rest and the rest of the will not contain. But there are people today, if they will tell themselves the truth, there's no domestic violence, there's nothing, there's no abuse, it's just selfish acts. And that's not the mind of God for us. Number five, number five, which is the last one. Now understand that when you can't, when you can't, um, I will have put in the simplest English. So when you can't do it for your husband, do it out of obedience to the Lord. You know, I've thought severally about the biblical view of marriage. What is the mind of God concerning marriages? Maybe one of you will go and find out those uh, videos and watch it on our YouTube channel or on uh, Facebook. They are there. So understand when working on how to repair a marriage, this decision may, you know, will help to make a huge difference in, in how you handle conflict. So number five is when you can't do it for your husband, do it out of obedience to the Lord. Why? You are a child of God. Why? There's a covenant in place. Why? You have an understanding about what marriage is all about, about the things, the, the ideology behind marriage. Somebody, a woman said something to me one day, which I won't forget. She said, you know, she said, she calls me that. She said, Daddy, I realized that I have to choose how <clears throat> I will respond when we had a disagreement. And I felt it was treating me unfairly. I had a choice. I could suck. I could try to win the argument. I could try other tactics. And she said to me, which I didn't forget, but instead, I asked myself, if divorce is not an option, you don't want to stay where you are in your marriage, what response will bring healing? What is the right thing to do? And that day, you know, it stuck in my heart that, man, this is really, really profound. You don't want to go through divorce. You don't want to go through, you know, do like unbelievers. You don't want to give in to what the devil is doing. So what should be my response? Should they bring Elin? What is the right thing to do? And she said, I choose to figure out how to fix my broken marriage rather than fight for my rights. So, like I said, number five, when you can't do it for your husband, do it out of obedience to the Lord. I have a woman, a woman testified, I read, I can't remember the book. One of my mentors was sharing that, like Papa Egan was sharing a testimony about a woman. You know, we are Christians, and then something just happened, and then the husband felt very angry and told her not to go for a program, and then 
something happened because she went she came back the husband locked her outside inside the snow and then shockingly when the husband opened the door later in the day for her to enter she entered the husband was expecting the serious fights as she normally does but she just entered kissed the husband went directly into the kitchen started preparing food for the husband put the food on the table and immediately the holy spirit took over the husband started crying and that was the end of that issue in their marriage so choose to figure out every now and then how to fix your broken marriage rather than to fight for your rights every now and then and it also goes for also the men also the husbands choose will this word would my response bring healing to what I'm about what was happening on ground or what is the right thing to do let me put let me stop here today this is relationship talk with our people praise I'm a relationship uh, counselor married counselor life coach I minister to couples because that's one of the mandate God has given to us it is important help us to share this content to be a blessing to somebody somewhere because I know of the truth that God's people needs deliverance a lot of people are going through issues of life and unfortunately also there's nobody there to help out, help out in form of counseling because the Bible says in the matter of counsel and safety there's a lot of people out there also that are uncooked they apply uh, their own tactics they apply their own mindset to these things and then they end up adding more problems to people's marriage so help us share so that somebody somewhere will be blessed by this that we have a, a program coming up uh, this this um, um, april next week i want to be talking about especially for couples the cheating spouse there's another one still coming up also still this uh, april before the end of this month the madness when people's expectation doesn't come to pass how do people respond to it the madness has to uh, has to deal with uh, the, the craziness of people you know when they begin to misbehave towards their spouse because they don't have money anymore they are now falling sick or the children they are expecting to come don't come the husband are sleeping around side cheating and all that all that that's what the madness uh, program is all about please join us Follow us on our social media platform so you can get first-hand information of these things that we do. And the good Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Enjoy your day. Shalom.